and maybe get a little bit of personal information about him in this first edition with me is the now second year head coach Ooh. of the Buckingham and Upshur football team, Zach Davis. Zach, thanks as we kind of said, uh, thanks for being our guinea pig here as we uh, dove into this new adventure here. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think this is, this is great. Uh, multimedia, you know, I have a podcast. Yeah, right. I love it all. You know, video, podcast, all that stuff's awesome. Well, and I was going to be, I was going to let you plug the podcast. Uh, you know, this will be on my book, Canon, hopefully, yeah. and also maybe simulcast on your podcast. Yeah. How did you get into podcasting? And, and for people that don't know that you have a podcast, what's that about? And yeah. how did that come about? So it's called Mind of a Football Coach. And we were talking before we started recording a little bit. I was thinking about write, writing a book. I had, mm-hmm. a, I had a blog, which I don't have anymore because it was too much work. <laughs> so right. with podcasting, you can just talk. Right. And it records and you can just upload. I use Anchor and it uploads to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And there you go. So I've had, obviously, football coaches on, I've had basketball mm-hmm. coaches on. I've had the great Eddie Vincent on the okay. podcast. Uh, I've had school superintendents. The superintendent of Dodgers County has been on. Superintendent of Rodin County has been okay. on. What are usually the topics that you cover? Any, anything and everything? Anything everything. So I, it's called Mind of a Football Coach just because I'm a football coach. Right. So that can kind of be a whole <laughs> right. range of things, uh, which is just cool, but it's, mo- it's mainly sports. So, okay. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's called Off the Cuff. And when I say that, we have really not talked about what we're going to talk about. This is awesome. Like, um, you know, the old Craig Ferguson show on CBS used to rip up the questions and oh, just yeah. have a conversation. And that's kind of what I want this uh, to be. So we're sitting here the first week of July. It's hard to believe that the football season is really, I mean, August 1st, four, four weeks mm-hmm. away from starting your second season. Mm-hmm. Looking back on the first year, your move from the Canal Valley, the two-part question. Mm-hmm the move from the Canal Valley up to Buchanan and just the football season reflecting back on that first year. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on that first year? It was a whirlwind. Mm -hmm, I'm Uh, sure. You know, I was hired in May, I think. I'm I'm terrible with months. Right. Um, I just remember we met up at the auditorium and we did our first interview. Yeah. And it was, it was all, I mean, we kind of, we got our house, you know, the process of getting our house sold, moving up here. Um, you know, finding a job for summer school, getting football started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, what a great first year. Right? Obviously, there's ups and downs. There's, right. there's this is new, new expectation, not better, just different. different right. Yeah, just different. Um, I just really enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's interesting. I'll talk to our the, the seniors that just graduated and they come up and give me hugs and, you know, mm-hmm. high five. And so it's good to know that. They had a good experience. And that's something that you always wonder about as a first year head coach. Right. How does that go? Because this is, you know, I'm only have them, I'm only have them for one year. Mm-hmm. And then how does that relationship go? That's been cool to be able to know that, hey, they had a good time and um, they enjoyed the process. And that they like having the axe and the pick back in the locker room. Right. That helps right. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. People. Does it feel like now that you've got a year under your belt that and your feet are kind of planted that things are slowing down for you a little bit? Oh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told somebody the other day, this is this is really like the first year for me. Right. Because it's the first being in the school, going through an off season, uh, really getting to evaluate our personnel. I had watched a bunch of film mm-hmm. uh, in the off season last year, but not knowing really names. I mean, I knew names, there's a roster, right. not like knowing who is that person? What are they like? 
I think this year we're in, in better position going forward to put them in a spot to be to be more successful. And even though this was your first year, you hear you talk about the players coming back. To me, that's always the special thing about coaching mm-hmm. is when those players come back and say, "Hey, coach, thank you," or you know they're still supporting their team, the team, or they're still engaged somehow. Oh yeah, I mean we'll have guys that have graduated be in the field house and mm-hmm. hey, what's up, coach? What's going on with the team? I see guys in town and. Uh, I asked them how they're doing. One guy's working at a construction company here in town. We stopped and talked during a strawberry festival, probably 10 minutes. Right. And that's, that's the cool stuff. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Like football is important. Yes. But what's really important is those relationships. Relationships. Right. And and some of them do last forever. Oh yeah. No doubt. I mean, I had a, I had a player from nitro call me on father's day to say, Hey coach, I wish you happy. Really? Yeah. That's great. I was like, Hey man, what's up? What's going on? He's like, yeah, I'm going to Marshall. I'm doing this. And, uh, that's what we get get into this for, you know, right. that's what it's all about. So as we record this the first week of July, uh, what is going on with the football team this summer? So we use flex days uh, starting June 6th to install uh, a new offense for us. Uh, last okay. year, I power I this year, we're throwing it back old school uh, T formation. Wing from, T? Uh, oh. like, like T formation. T formation. Oh, yeah, like old, school. old school. Buckhannon. Yeah. Bridgeport. Uh, a little different flavor. Okay. Uh, people recognize some Buckhannon plays. There's some different uh, flavor in there as well. Uh, so we brought down a consultant from the state of Michigan to help us okay. do that. So we did a power T camp for the first week, June 6th. And then we did uh, two weeks to three week period, you know, your typical stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we did the national guard came in June 27th and did some training with our guys. And then that's how we we ended the the period. And then this week's a dead period. Okay. And then July's lifting from like eight to ten. Okay. And then, like I said, you know, the first of August or whatever actual date you guys start, oh. it's gonna be here before you know it. I yeah. Mean, the August first this year. Oh my goodness. It is August first. Okay. That's like a one. That's a one off though, because it's usually like July thirty first, right. August fifth. Yeah. Somebody was, I was talking to somebody and they said, Oh, yeah, August 1st. I'm like, Yeah, for the first time in like five years. <laughs> it's August 1st. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's always been a traditional day. And it seemed like they moved things up. And like you said, it was kind of getting into July a little bit. Yeah. So August 1st, it is. So um, you guys got three wins last year. Three, it, sometimes it's not, you know, it, it is who you beat. Sure. You beat you, the three rivals, Philip Barber, Lewis County, and Elkins. Mm-hmm. That's coming off of a one win season prior to that with your predecessor. How, how do you expand on the three wins? How do you keep it rolling? How do you build the foundation for yeah. a winning program here? Yeah, I think it's, I think the foundation, even though the scheme will look different on offense and defense, it's basically the same. There's mm-hmm. a couple tweaks. Um, the foundation is there. So for us, and we, when we talk during the year, it's like, yeah, it's like play great defense, run the football, excellent special teams. So that's what it is for us. And how do we do that here? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the age of playing fast, we play slow on offense. Right. So we want the clock to run, want to pound the football, uh, be physical. And that's also, that's a weight room piece, right? Mm-hmm. So big, strong. Right. And we are big. I mean, we have some Bear, Bear Matheny, Darren Daughtery, Ryan Kelly, Joel Hirschman, Dylan Hoover. And those are some big, some big dudes mm-hmm. uh, up front. And a lot of those kids are underclassmen too. Yeah, not, yeah. not all, but a majority of them are under no And then like Carter Zuliani is going to play tight end for mm-hmm. us. Gavin Brown, Caden Jordan, uh, you know, those guys do a great job up front. For me, that's where it, where it starts. Right. So that's the Especially with your new offense. Program. Yeah. 
And that even when we were I power I, that was still the focus of our offense. Like we, this needs to be the best group on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, you used to go players that can take advantage of matchups and they hit a, have a hole, you know, run through it. Uh, and we have good players there too, uh, like Savion Farmer, Bryson Johnson is going to play some tailback for us. Eli Bryant, Luke Yardley, Blake Runyon, uh, and that quarterback Ian Donnan, mm-hmm. uh, Dawson Tenney, Scotty Yoakum, uh, you know, really some good some good players on offense. Uh, but yeah, just keeping that the same, the philosophy is still there. Just right. the how is a little different on offense, a little more misdirection. Um, I would love to be a lineup like the old British did back in the day when they fought, <laughs> like here, here it is, here it comes. Right. Uh, but a little more eye candy. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, a little more eye candy for mm-hmm. us. Because, you know, we have to play teams like university that have a little different uh, set of parameters that they're mm-hmm. in their area, you know, Morgantown right. area, that school. Uh, so, Well, that's kind of lead me into my next question. You know, in an era when even high school teams now are throwing it around 30, 40 mm-hmm. times, you know, they come up against a team running the I, or I'm sorry, the T. That's something that they're not going to see in a practice. No, it, that's one thing that we, I think it's good for our personnel, first of all. Uh, and second, it's it's hard to practice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're used to seeing spread concepts and then we're coming in, it's a powerful ball, right? The quarterback comes over, we give, give him the play, he goes in, and we, you know, we're trying to limit the amount of possessions each team has. I think about the Elkins game last year. We had a couple 13, 14 play drives. Right. And it's just that's what we when we're when we're good at having success on offense. That's what we are. Yeah, um, and obviously you love to pop one for 80. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's usually what we are. It's boom, 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 boom. And then trying to, you know, shorten the game for our defense. Because number one priority for us is to play great defense. So right. that is that's everything. Uh, not everything. That's a big part of what we do. Right. I'm not going to assume that any you know starting roles have been set, but you do have a quarterback coming back mm-hmm. that you coached last year and will be, I believe, a three-year starter and yeah. dying. I know it starts up front with the line, but how comfortable will you be with somebody back there that has almost 15 to 20 games under the yeah, belt? Oh, my gosh. I, I, his progression as the year went last year was incredible to watch. Uh, his command of the huddle, which was new. You know, mm-hmm. that's something that we're – that's a kind of an old school thing these days of the huddle and getting right. the play, getting the play, communicating the play. And then him, he is so smart. He'll tell the guys what to do. Right. <laughs> Even as we're installing new stuff, he knows other guys are, are supposed to do already. He has like a 1300 or something SAT score. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great young man, great family. Uh, but yeah, that's very, that's a, that's a big plus for us. Right. Because right? that's what we ask for quarterback to mm-hmm. do. He's more of a game manager. Uh, let's keep the, the huddle right. Let's make sure people know what they're doing. Be always be upbeat, even if things aren't going well. Get to play, be ready to go. Right. You know, you're our guy. And then, you know, I like Scott Yokum, who was mm-hmm. JV quarterback last year. I like Dawson Tinney coming. Had a up. really good middle school year. Oh man, he's he's a good player. He liked to they got to throw it deep uh, on occasion, catch him. Oh on yeah, we well, definitely want to throw it deep. That's my <laughs> thing. Like run, 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 throw it deep. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so we have some some good players there. You talked about university and, you know, you're playing a triple-A schedule. We're a triple-A team. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the nuances of a, of a university is, is speed. You know, you talk about getting yeah. in the weight room, but how do you make up maybe for a lack of speed and a lack of depth of some of the bigger, more talented teams on your schedule? How do you compete with that? Yeah, I think you have to be different. Uh, I think when I was first hired, somebody asked me about competing with those types of teams. I said, well, we're not going to try to – be like them mm-hmm. that's not our. Student. that might have been my question because i remember you yeah. answering that question that way it, so it, it's not our student population at the moment. Mm-hmm. it's just not i mean that's a i, I try to 
take an honest assessment of what we have and who we are, what our community is. Mm -hmm. Our community is tough, uh, you know, blue Blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's who we are. Um, And so in practice for us and, you know, during the off season, you talked, you talked about speed. We have to work on, and I think about defensively, we have to close space and know our leverage. So mm-hmm. those are two things that we can control. Right. You know, our alignment, close space, proper leverage, trust the scheme. So if you're the force player, turn the ball inside. Or you get in trouble on defense when you try to do somebody else's job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't do it. We did that some last year. We, we were not good enough at just doing our piece of the puzzle. Uh, but when we did, it was good. I mean, I think about the first half versus John Marshall. I mean, it's like, man, that was awesome. Right. Um, and then Alex Bennett went down. And <laughs> yeah, first, falls apart in the second yeah, half. That first half yeah. was, you know, a really good game. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we had some turnovers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we don't turn the ball over and we play that kind of defense, we can be tough to beat. I think if we don't beat ourselves, we are, we're, a tough, mm-hmm. we're a tough football team. You come from the Canal Valley and have a lot of experience down there. Can a rural school like Buchanan Upshur compete in football in 2022 at the AAA level with Martinsburgs and Capitals and Winning Parks and Huntington's and Parkersburgs? Yeah, that's it. Just it's a year to year thing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the Canal Valley, the population loss is pretty dramatic, right? Um, and I think that for us, we don't have the top line, top end, like speed that a mm-hmm. Martinsburg or a Huntington would right. have we have to be one to be different which for us here like the T the angle 50 like that's mm-hmm. been bucking a football for a long time but nobody else does that right so now it's obviously we have to develop our players we have we have good players we have to be able to coach them up um and just try to be different so I think about Georgia Tech and ACC with Paul Johnson right you know Georgia Tech's Running the option. The, the option. And then, like, they're to get into Georgia Tech's a lot different than getting the Florida State. No, right. Florida State. Right. But uh, so, Paul Johnson, I think he was right. You have to be, you have to be different. So, mm-hmm. you have to do something or like the service academies or like Army. Right. Um, and they've had success, Navy. Yeah, you got to. You, you know, an Army, both of Air Force all have had success. Yeah. I mean, they get recruit, different. Recruit too. So, that's mm-hmm. a, little, a little different, but it's the same line right yeah, so you have to be a little different and uh yeah i think we can i don't you know i've coached in the canal valley for seven years no six years and uh yeah i mean you we at riverside we went up and beat morgantown one mm-hmm. year and we were very similar to here right uh you know i know it's in the canal valley but anybody that knows the eastern end of the valley knows that that's not the same as Charles, 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 right i've done it for a basketball game it's not in, it's not the city no no <laughs> wonderful community east, though, it's east bank dupont you know east some bank. glory years there for those schools before they consolidated into riverside yeah and then the thing is too like about that area and obviously a lot of pride so east bank was good dupont mm-hmm. was good but the reason they consolidated is because the population loss was right pretty significant mm-hmm. and um now their their numbers have gone back up because they took in like the valley kids from right Bayette, but that's still on the downward trajectory yeah. so we're not on that trajectory here we stayed kind of you know solid that thousand eleven hundred uh, but i think we can i just think it's, it's it's a different flavor i know you're you're new to the area but I, I, something that's always kind of something I don't understand is how mm-hmm. cities like Elkins and Weston, which are comparable to Buchanan, mm-hmm. 
you know, lose enrollment, they see their schools drop down to a class doubleway where they can be more, more competitive. But then here's Buchanan Nutcher, you know, one school in the county like those schools mm-hmm. and the population never decreases enough for the for us to drop to doubleway. Mm-hmm. And I, I just find it interesting how I, like I said, they're sister mm-hmm. cities, but Buchanan has always maintained a class triple A status with its high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have such a beautiful city, beautiful area. Yeah. I mean, I, when we moved here, I thought, man, this place is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just so... It's so nice, uh, just a beautiful, beautiful place. Now, like scheduling wise, you were talking about, uh, it is different for us being AAA because back 10 years ago. Yeah, everybody was AAA. AAA. Yeah. And, you, and now we could play East Fairmont. Um, we, are, we played Grafton, but they're- Yeah, AAA. North. I mean, all of Marion County was AAA. And, yeah. so, so that really has affected our- scheduling exactly a lot of three-hour bus trips three-hour bus trips and you're taking three-hour bus trips to play teams that either make the playoffs Mm -hmm. or go around deep in the in the playoffs so um it's a challenge you know because it's Mm -hmm. not like it used to be like everybody you said was triple a and you can do that but it's cool. We get to see some cool spots. Our guys got to see New River Gorge last year. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty You neat. guys stopped there, I believe, and had your lunch. We did. Yeah. That so. was pretty neat. Then we, now we don't, we won't go to Greenbrier East anymore. We'll play Oak Hill. Yeah, I was going to transition into that since we're talking about the schedule. No more Greenbrier East. And really, uh, just my take, I was down there and the way we were treated. I, I, I remember telling you, if we never go back down there, I'm okay with that. And I know you can't say much as a coach. I'll say as a member of the media, but a lot of things I didn't appreciate uh, down there, and we'll just leave it at that. But, so they're off the schedule, and, you know, not a bad trip to Oak Hill, mm-hmm. who Buchanan after used to play in the past. So I like Coach Moneypenny. I think mm-hmm. he does a really good job there. That's a shorter trip for us. Right. Uh, you know, and, and we won't get lost coming back like we did last year. <laughs> So uh, it's a, it's a tough turn coming back off 64 with all right, the, the, yeah. the construction. I'm not saying like, you know, that's something that people don't do and I haven't been close to doing before, but uh, yeah, Dave, coach money Penny does a great job there. Uh, I've known him for a couple of years. He was actually on my podcast. Uh, okay. Uh, this is about a year ago and, uh, or more than a year. And um, yeah, just looking for a little shorter trip. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's one thing that, when you start getting past three hours on the bus, that's yeah, that's tough. I mean, you're it's harder to because then you know we have a, everybody has a bus driver shortage, mm-hmm. so it's how do you get one? How do you get enough buses? And then all that kind of stuff. So that's that just right. plays a. I know kill all four lane. All four lane. Yeah, you don't have to get right on, Yeah, we got behind someone going to Greenbrier East that didn't go over five miles per hour. Like I believe it's all twenty. Oh yeah, down there, and I was just like, oh my gosh, we're never getting yeah, there, it so. took a bit. Uh, but no, Coach Lee does a great job there at Greenbrier East. Mm-hmm. Um, it's had him in the playoffs in consecutive years. Yeah, they had a lot. They, they had a lot of really good uh, skill last mm-hmm. year. And their tailback's back. That guy was like an awesome. Yeah, he, he was, was doing a little bit of everything. It's like quarterback for him and tailback. Impressive. I mean, just yeah. a really good player. Because they played George Washington and up around the playoffs. And one of their coaches <laughs> called me. I'm really good friends with a lot of guys on that staff. And uh, – they asked me, I said, y'all be in for a dog fight. And it was like a one score game. GW mm-hmm. ended up beating them, but they were, they were really good. So we talked about the classifications, obviously the SSAC and basketball decided to go to a quad A. Um, and of course, Buchanan was one of the last members in quad A. So, right. you know, it really didn't help matters. Although Travis Foster, you know, doing a good job, picked yeah. up some nice wins in, in quad A, but um, is. Is that something you'd like to see in football, even though we would probably be quad A, which would probably make it even more difficult? 
or can football sustain is, is good is it good at three classes uh, i think football is good at three classes now i don't know if it'll stay that way mm-hmm. uh and when you get into reclassing reclassifying there's always going to be somebody that's like at the bottom right exactly. oh if i can only be at the top uh, i mean ripley in this last reclass was like one of the last teams i think they were, were the last one i think we were above them i think that's how that played out so, so it's you know I, it just just play the schedule that you're just play mm-hmm. the Dell. i those guys the guys at SSAC have a thankless job right because somebody's always going to complain about hey why are you doing this now right do i think we are a rural school yes now are we right next to the to buckhannon which has you know higher per capita income than you know the surrounding areas however they do that mm-hmm. uh, calculation but we really are a rural school so right they, i would hope that if as a if we went to four classes they would take that into consideration you know us and Preston are very similar right you know in that in that yeah uh, in that world and and somebody asked me if they think they'll go back and change it for basketball and you know you can't yeah that's that's exactly what I was gonna say you can't you know the Uh, old thing you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube you know they're getting all that revenue now for another classification down in Charleston it's here to stay I mean anybody thinks basketball is going back to 3a Mm -hmm. it's not they're not they're not gonna lose that revenue I remember being in a meeting and this was at like a coach's thing before the basketball tournament. This is two or three years ago. And they asked about football. And the answer wasn't yes or no, but I think eventually it's coming to all to at least football and baseball. Mm-hmm. Now the other sports may not be able to do it. Right. Um, but I think you'll have the big three mm-hmm. football, basketball, baseball will be four before it's all said done. I think for the majority of the state, that's that's good because mm-hmm. we are such it, a rural versus urban type state you know uh, if you're more urban area you have a little more resources Mm -hmm. uh, which we're blessed here because we're kind of we're rural but buckingham has more than a lot of like schools that are more rural like preston right way more to me more rural than than right so looking at the schedule we talked about greenbrier east off um, Oak Hill won, and we talked about the three victories that you had last year, and we've talked about this in the past, but mm-hmm. how important is it to kind of have a regional dominance and to a couple of route, route 33 rivalries is what we're calling them now with Elkins and Lewis and then, you know, throw Phil sure. Barber in there. That's a big deal. I mean, that's that's what we kind of hung our hat on last year. And I, so, so many images for me was after those games, you know, when you got the axe out there or what is it with Elkins? You know, just just watch Elkins is the axe and Lewis is the pick. The yeah. pick. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. But just watching those kids, I know it's a Lewis County game. I mean, they just were out there for, you know, 30, 40 minutes still taking pictures with the trophy, just the smiles on their faces. Yeah, and they have both of them for the first time since, like, 15, I think. And, of course, we don't want to give any bulletin board material to Lewis County or Elkins oh, to, no. to get to the back. But, I mean, just, yeah. just the, the pride that, you know, our players took in winning those trophies mm-hmm. and getting them back. Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Hankins and then Coach Coger do great jobs at their mm-hmm. respective schools at Elkins and Lewis and Coach Maley at PB. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's a, those are rival games. Those are games mm-hmm. that our guys remember. Uh, if you're you know if you're around our guys in the locker room or before practice, those are the games they're talking about mm-hmm. because those are the kids they run into at the trade school, right? Right, and the people right. they know or is this area. So I think that's something that we will continue to. To focus on, uh, we want to be the best team on Route 33, and mm-hmm. obviously Elkins and Lewis and PB do too. Yeah. So uh, it's a great robbery, and 
you know, rising tide raises all boats, right? So uh, that's something that we're, we're just trying to compete and be better. And you've been coaching for a long time now. Where does the Philip Barber win your first win here? But how it happened with Grayson Johnston picking that pass off and oh. either going 99 yards or 100 yards, whoever, whoever you ready the next day. Mm -hmm. I had it at 100 yards, which, you know, sounds better but we appreciate that yeah um you know how, how big of a win was that and just to get that first win because I, i've coached you sports and i know you never want to be i call it chasing that first win right. and telling the team okay you know we'll get them next week because that that wears thin after a while so how important and where does that win rank for you oh man that was uh that was that was special because mm -hmm. that was i told coach maley this after the game from watching the Philip Barber film from last to the year before. They were much better to last play year. Them, mm -hmm. I, if, if everybody's healthy for them, I legitimately think they're probably like a four or five win mm -hmm. team. Now they're, they, their best player, uh, Webster got hurt. Um, Watson, is it Watson? No, Webster is Webster. Um, Deshaun, he got hurt. Uh, but when they came out and I saw the warmups, I thought to myself, well, this is going to be a good one because mm -hmm. they, the body types and, they were a good scheme. We had no film of them because they didn't play the week before. Okay. So, right. so we were like <laughs> guessing what are they going to be in offensively and defensively. And uh, they came out and punched us in the mouth because we didn't, they had some film of us and mm -hmm. I had, we had nothing of them. Uh, but our guys hung tough. Um, you were up for up a, a score, like a score and a half. And then, like you said, they were driving. And just to see our guys keep their composure, mm -hmm. just, hey man, like they have some, some good players they're gonna make some plays right. and then uh, you know really who set that interception up was liam garcia because he had the back coverage on the receiver right yeah. yeah so liam was well liam was a corner and we we're playing cover two and so he was inside because i got to oh, inside split. okay it okay. took a huge split yeah so if you take a big split well he's running inside route so we stepped inside like we had coached like coach based and actually coached him up to do and so the quarterback went to just pumped that he wanted to go throw the slant wasn't there he got rushed and mm -hmm. bryson's over the top of cover two that's right for bryson it, it was an overthrow bryson yep. was behind him was underneath yep. so that's liam right. liam really in my mind is like he gets he recognized it because the mm -hmm. guy took a like the ball was on the right hash he was like he slowed all the way out to the numbers and liam was like okay i'm going inside but right. i know this route's coming in here right and then you know bryson gets the glory because he made a great good catch mm -hmm. good run but my man, Liam Garcia. <laughs> we set the play up. Set the play up. Yeah. yeah. There we go. You know, and if, if Braston, um, you know, falls down at the two, it's still a great victory, but not oh, quite sure. as dramatic. Yeah. You know, as the hundred yard. I was telling him to get down because you were up by four. And yeah. Like, you're just wanting, you know, don't fumble the ball. He's running, like, oh, there's nobody there. You're going to score. You're right. Like, okay. <laughs> we talked about the uh, quad A and it's been, oh gosh, oh, 25 years now where they expanded the playoffs to 16 teams, you know, obviously mm -hmm. another week of revenue, but you get a lot of mismatches in that first week when mm -hmm. one and two are playing, you know, 15 and 16, you, you're seeing scores, you know, 80 to nothing, and you know, 73 to six, obviously, you know, having 60 teams is good because it keeps eight more teams, eight more communities sure. in it. But in the bigger picture, is that sustainable? I mean, obviously they're not going to do away with it, but I mean, right. some of these first round games are just, yeah, I mean, our state population is obviously trending downward. Right. That's not a secret. Uh, so I, the, the argument against four classes would be, why are we adding a class if we're losing mm -hmm. population? I kind of see it the other way. Like, we need to create a better competitive Competitive balance. playing field, right. Um, 
and I don't know that school population is the best indicator of that. Right. Uh, I think they're, you know, urban versus rural. Um, I think income, like you said, has income, a huge. I mean, you look at the average, the average income in Upshur County per person is like $26,000, right. um, which is not the same as Bridgeport right. or university. Uh, you know, so I think there's some of that. And I, I, I would like to see like in the, the champions league over in Europe for soccer, if you're at the top, like of a lower class, you move, you move up. up right? If you're at the bottom of an upper class, you move down. Mm -hmm. And it's Ohio does basically the same thing. Okay. So they have a competitive balance in Ohio where if you're struggling on this class, they'll move you down. So mm -hmm. you maybe get a little some traction. Right. And, and then, then you can move back up. Move back up. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great solution. Um, if I ever talk to the guys that they see, I would definitely, hey, this, that, yeah. this could be something. Let's look at Ohio's model because I have a friend that coaches there and they won the classification they were in like three three out of four years well they got moved up mm -hmm. and he was like well i can't complain about it because if we struggle we'll go back down right they haven't struggled um but yeah. it does seem like just a base core number of your student enrollment seems really outdated to me now in 2022 like you said there's so many different factors that go into the success or the lack of success mm -hmm. of a program when we look at colleges i mean does the college with the largest enrollment when the college ball has changed. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. No, you know what I mean? That's not how that works. Right. Exactly. Now, so. We're playing a team with a hundred kids in high school. That's a different, but right. I think between like 700 to 1400, there's a lot of, cause I mean, Bridgeport has how many kids in high school? What, right. 900, 800. And obviously mm -hmm. they're good about everything. But you look at the economic situation compared to like you said, a Kingwood or a Buchanan or, sure. you know, so yeah. Um, let's off hop off of football for just a second. I think when you were hired, I think there was a lot of chatter, you know, oh, his dad is Storm Davis who played major league baseball. Sure. Um, what was that like uh, being the son of a major leaguer? Because uh, I've never, you know, I've known yeah. you for a year now and I've never really got to talk to you about that aspect of your life. So yeah. we usually focus on football and the day-to-day -day stuff, but what was that like? Uh, when you're in it, it's normal. Just normal. So it's, it's just your dad, right? Just my dad. I would. Mm -hmm. So my, I, I told somebody when I was little. My mom would, will remind me of this. Uh, I would say that's my dad. He plays with famous people. Okay. You know, he so wasn't famous. He wasn't he famous. Plays. Okay, I love that. But, uh, <laughs> did you have a baseball card of him? Uh, we did. Yeah. Okay. But they used to be like in the closet somewhere. Okay. So again, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does he get fan mail all the time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like their address is not published anywhere, but he gets fan mail. Like okay. That every day mainly for people in, in maryland baltimore okay so that's how I, I you know remember your dad is being with the orioles i know he played for some other teams but mm -hmm. i said when you were coming on board and everything it's like oh yeah ball you played for baltimore so i think maybe people around here that's how they remember him as an oriole yeah I mean, he, he won game i think three of the 83 world series mm -hmm. uh and then he was there twice the second time was in the 90s he finished his career with the Tigers. They were not very good there for a while, too. And no, then, <laughs> no, he played with the Bash Brothers. Okay, uh, well, that's great. 88. Yeah, in Oakland. 89. Uh, he was going to be the starter in game three of the 89 World Series when the earthquake but, Yeah, the earthquake. And then the earthquake happened, and they went, went back with Dave Stewart. Yeah, because they pushed it back for several days, right? Yeah. Is, is playing baseball, was that something that he wanted for you or something that you wanted for yourself? So or? that was my initial sport. Uh, I was a good little league player all-star player all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and then i grew really fast and i was like a giraffe on ice and <laughs> uh 
actually got cut from the baseball team myself. Oh, wow. Year. And instead of the Michael Jordan story, mm-hmm. like, hey, I wanted, I was like, mm, football. I'm right. done. Yeah, yeah I'm football. done with baseball. Right. And it's, you know, like, I wanted to do my own thing. Like, right. I want, okay, dad played baseball. That's awesome. Like, I think it's great. Um, you know, a lot of great experiences for me as a kid, going mm-hmm. to meet people and see places and right. um, experience things other people didn't get to experience. Uh, but then football was like, I wanted that to be my thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, but it was, it was cool meeting people like I remember playing basketball with Cal Ripken. Like he'd be on his knees and I'd be dunking mm-hmm. on him because I was a kid. Right. You know, my mom and dad are like, don't hurt Cal Ripken. Don't hurt him. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. Don't hurt Cal Ripken. Uh, and my dad would go play basketball at Cal's uh, house. He had like a, a full court gym. Mm-hmm. And the, the stories that my dad would tell about his Cal Ripken's competitiveness were insane like if he lost they'd play to like 2 a.m until he won which is why he was one of the best of all time now did you move around with your dad when he got traded or did you guys have a foundation so jacksonville which was basically where i grew up we had always had a house there jacksonville florida jacksonville florida okay. and then the baltimore area mm-hmm. and then after he finished we had we were in the, the baltimore area and then i went to school there first and second grade and we moved back to Jacksonville. Okay. Um, and that was Jacksonville, Florida. That was full time for us. And where did you go to college at? Liberty University. Oh, okay. In Virginia. I did. Uh, I went to East Carolina out of high school. Okay. Football scholarship. And then coaching staff changed. And uh, I wanted to play more. Mm-hmm. And uh, Skip Holtz, who was a coach at the time, I give him so much credit. He, We were talking in our after season meeting. And I, I was the left tight end on field goal my retro freshman year. And actually, we played at West Virginia and at Marshall. That was cool. I got. To I do play remember those. that season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was 05. Yeah, I got to play yeah. left tight end on field goal, so I got to like play like six snaps a game or whatever. Um, but he looked at me in our postseason meeting. He said, "I think you can you can start at FCS level." He said, "I think you could develop and maybe play a little bit here, but you can start right now at Division One AA." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well." See you later. Right. <laughs> I want to play a little bit. Play. Yeah. That was undersized. You know, I was right. undersized for a lineman. Um, so I went to Liberty and got to play a lot more. So being in Nashville at ECU and at Liberty kind of gave you a little bit of taste of Appalachia too. Yeah, kind of yeah. From Baltimore, Jacksonville. Yeah, so. we. I loved it. I when I put my recruiting trips to Liberty, I I thought just the mountains were the best thing because mm-hmm. I grew up in Jacksonville, so flat, flat, flat. Right. You know, the beach is great, but when you're around it every day, you're like. Yeah. It's just sand, you know? <laughs> right. West Virginia Westland played Liberty um, several years ago, and mm-hmm. I was working at Westland. Beautiful campus. Yeah. They renovated the football stadium. I mean, the sunset, which is, I mean, just oh yeah, absolutely a gorgeous stadium. And they packed it, you know, for Westland. And no offense to Westland, but, you know, it's one of the early season games, a money game, you know, you got to win 63 sure. to 6. But packed the place, and the people were down there were just absolutely fantastic. So just a beautiful yeah. school and a great facility. I had a great experience there. Uh, it helped. We won a lot. Uh, my our my senior year, we went ten and two. We missed the playoffs. Boy, we missed the playoffs. We were ranked number fourteenth in the final rankings. I don't know how that works because um, we were in a conference and get an automatic bid. Okay. Um, our tailback was Rashad Jennings, who played in the league for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was fun. We got to play like at Youngstown State, at Wake Forest, and cool experience. How did uh, when did this decision happen that you wanted to do uh, coach football? Oh, way before then. Okay. Uh, my grandfather was a head football coach in Jacksonville. Um, and then my dad was my offensive line coach. I just knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a teacher, wanted to coach. And uh, now I'm an, I'm an administrator, so I'm doing that. Right. Coaching. 
Uh, but I knew I wanted to be in education. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. That's just what I've always wanted to do. And you're you're a great interviewer because what I want to segue into, you bring up. I was just going to mention you have a new job. Last year you were a teacher. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And now you're part of the administration. How do you think that's going to go this year? Any butterflies as you, as we start to prepare for that? Oh, new challenge. But that's what mm-hmm. makes life fun. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got my master's in leadership about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the administrative part. I like, you know, helping people become the best they can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably more my skill set than, uh, I don't know, like the, the minutia of teaching, right. you know, which it's not a bad thing at all. It's just like, for me, I like, like to be able to, Hey, here's the broad plan. And how do we want to get this right. accomplished, which is, you know, head coach of football administrator at school. And we have great people here and we really do. And, uh, I wouldn't have, I love Mr. West is awesome. I think he's a good leader and, uh, yeah, ready to go. All right. I don't know how much time we've killed here, but I truly enjoyed this as we wrap things up with this first edition of Off the Cuff. Is there anything else you want to add about, you know, the football team year two or just just life in general? Oh, man, just. Uh, yeah, the, so the community, just please come support your guys. I mean, these guys mm-hmm. are busting their tail. They work hard. They work hard. Uh, and we're going to do everything we can to be successful and. Uh, yeah, I mean, our, our guys are, they're awesome young men. And that's something that I tell people as much as I can, that right. they are a joy to coach, joy to be around. Are they knuckleheads because they're teenage boys? Yes. Sure. sure. <laughs> so was I. Uh, but yeah, and then just, um, we have a wonderful community. Uh, it's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're here to make it the best it can be. Okay, fantastic. And why don't you go ahead and plug your your podcast. Uh, hopefully this will appear there. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm also recording the mind of a football coach podcast uh on a, the microphone that you can't see right. uh but uh yeah so if you want to listen to it i got a couple different episodes i think i have 200 some episodes oh wow on okay. there uh, and you'll recognize the names in the buchanan area okay uh, but yeah mind of a football coach that'd be good okay we're gonna leave it on this are you still getting free labor from your assistant coach buffy johnson buffy johnson is the man the myth the legend <laughs> he's the hodgesville <laughs> legend right uh Shout out to Buffy. Buffy, wrap what, a, up. what a wonderful dude. Uh, I can't say enough about him. You'll make me tear up. I start talking. Okay. About Buffy all right. Too much. All right. We'll cut it off at that. Well, coach, thank you so much for being our guinea pig, our yeah. edition one of Off the Cuff. I truly appreciate it. I hope the public uh, will enjoy this and hopefully we'll get it on social media and get some feedback, you know, on that. And, and hopefully uh, they got to know a little bit about the team coming up and a little bit about you that maybe they didn't know. So everybody, until next time, thank you for viewing. I thought that went great. That was awesome, man. That went really well. <laughs> That's easy. I don't know how long.